hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Alt Gaming Community Podcast, number 58. And this one, we are digging into Elden Ring. We're calling it an Elden Ring special. It's your ring special. <laughs> but yeah. uh, we, don't, we don't often do like deep dives. But, you know, this game has just been so incredibly well received. Incredible sales, incredible reviews. And it just seems like there's just so much to it. And FromSoft have just delivered over and above everyone's expectations and thrown out the handbook for what an open world game is, or rewritten it maybe, that perhaps we thought we should maybe get a few of our biggest fans from the community on and uh, have a little chat about it. There's probably at least 30 people that are playing it, I think, in our group, and obviously millions and millions more. It has uh, as usual, all over the Discord. Yeah, it has taken over a lot, especially on a Friday night. It's like just big <gasps> fight clubs. Um, <laughs> as usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Hat, from NT. Hi, Hat, how are you? Hello, hello, hello. I'm good. Excellent. And then helping us dig into the Elden Ring details, we've got Dicardo, Narwhal, and Viv. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. <laughs> we should all get... Like voice changes to do those, uh, those things. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. <laughs> what a lovely, lovely voice. Oh. So, yeah, we're going to just talk loads about Elden Ring. Um, has put together a little bit of a, you know, some sort of way to guide this meandering uh, river. Because it could go anywhere and talk about anything, couldn't it? So. Yeah. From um, someone who has not actually played Elden Ring. Let, let's should... talk about law for the next three hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, content. I'll be here providing the newcomer experience, I guess, to Elden Ring and uh, the outsider's perspective. So I suppose the question off the bat then is, why haven't you got it? That is a good question. I've just never really been into like the Souls-like games. Me, me, really me neither, though. I mean, I, I played Dark Souls 3, but I only got a ha- ha- about halfway through because I just found it a bit too linear at the time. You've probably, probably played it most out of any of us as well. Dark Souls, yeah. Fucking Elder Ring for sure. Mm. I'm, I'm 285 hours in. <laughs> oh, mate. Nice. Oh, that's deep. Yeah, that is uh, deep. I feel I've, got, deep. I've got 160, but I think at least 16 of that is probably just left my computer on because the game makes it difficult to quit. So sometimes yeah. I forget to do the last step. Yeah. 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 That's why I'm like that too. Yeah. 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 Sure. Totally. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm on the 158 hours, two I'm minutes just, and 19 seconds. I am 140 hours. Nice. And six. And my account. In five hours. I ended up with the shittest ending as well. So <laughs> I think, Viv, you've probably got the same ending coming up then, I guess. That's the best ending, man. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Dark as fuck. So, Hat, what, what other kind of open world exploration games have you played? Or oh, those games just don't appeal at all? No, I mean, they do appeal to us. I do like them. Just... Did you play The Witcher 3? No, I didn't okay. actually. It's all right. I'm trying to think I of think, comparisons. But when The Witcher 3 came out, I'm one of those weird people who I like to know like the story from the beginning. So I started playing The Witcher 1 in anticipation for it because I heard the second one was good and the third one was coming out. And I was like, okay, yeah. 
going to go through, and I just couldn't get through the first one. <laughs> it's I very hard. Any of the Witcher games over? I didn't like the controls. What about the Last God of War? That's not. That was a little bit more linear. But did that come out on PC? Yeah, no, yeah it, it is on PC. I started playing it about a week for Elden Ring, and the last day I tried desperately to finish it, but right. I didn't. So I'm about three quarters of the way through. Have you played that hat? No. No. Um, I never. I didn't actually realize it came. It came out. Yeah. Well, that's something like yeah. Just Cause. Like yeah, another, I've, that I've kind played, of game. Yeah, I've played the Just Causes. Uh, me and Chungus, who's another member of our community, we played quite a bit of the Tom Clancy Wildlands. Uh, never yep. got around to finishing it. Of course, put a lot of time into like the Fallouts and the Elder Scrolls. Horizon. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course, Skyrim, Elder Scrolls. Mm-hmm. They're very similar, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Um, never got into Horizon. Never give it a try. I haven't actually played many of the like PlayStation ports since they came out. Um, Horizon's really good. I wish that that the sequel was out on PC as well. It will come eventually, man. Yeah. Um, Kingdom Come Deliverance. I quite oh, enjoyed brilliant that. Brilliant game. That's yeah, amazing. Loved that. Um, and well, just like a lot of MMOs I've played as well, which I guess you could say are open world games because a lot of them are. Big world, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Just a lot of the popular ones. I've never, I've never got around to playing. Uh, so we've all been playing Elden Ring these last couple of weeks. What have you mm-hmm. been playing instead? Then uh, playing more Vermintide too. We can get more of that. Oh, all nice. I'm starting to feel myself uh, burn out a bit as I'm trying to grind you... for all the end game red weapons now. <laughs> Did you see the announcement about Dark Tide coming out? Oh, very, yeah. very excited for that. Same. Uh, it looks amazing. Well, yeah, the concept is amazing, but it's hard to tell because, yeah, we haven't well, seen any gameplay. We've seen like we've seen little bits from the trailers, which look they look good. Well, mm. the guns look weighty and look like they feel, they feel good to shoot. So they're I'm definitely cool. holding their cards to their chest about what oh, we can yeah. actually do. But yeah, I'm hoping it's more. Futuristic Vermintide than futuristic Back for Blood. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I imagine they're gonna keep the Vermintide formula because it works really well, and probably yep. just give us more range options, make it a bit more range focus, just because it's forty k. Mm. But uh, other than that, I've dipped my toe back into Warframe after a year and a half because I had like got everything. So pretty much in the game. And I was like, ah, the last few things I needed were like, I need to log in for another hundred days before I can get this weapon for logging in for a set amount of time. Or I need to grind like fuck to get one one thing. It's like, I just can't be bothered. I've got everything. And now going back, it's like, okay, there's over like a hundred new things for me to get. And there's new stories and that. It's it's all free, isn't it? It is. Although I I certainly have not. Uh, It's not been free for me, the amount I spent on it. Rev pointed out uh, (laughs) there is a way to see how much you've spent on a game (laughs) to us, and I looked it up, and I've spent over a grand on Wolverine. What? Wait, how do you check? uh, You know the badges for Steam on the game? Yeah. So if you click on those, and then how do I earn card drops, it'll tell you. So oh, I have mate. spent approximately one thousand two hundred and thirty-four dollars on Warframe. Oh, okay. 
I mean, that is across nine years. Yeah, I was going to say, how many hours have you put? Like almost two thousand. There you go. So you do. I mean, you. I (laughs) arguably you you've spent that on individual games that you've played. You know, accumulatively to that amount of time. Pretty much, I. Well, I spent fifty pounds on Elden Ring. Uh, I didn't even spend that. <laughs> no, I realised afterwards that it could be garnered for a slightly less. But you know what? I think they deserve the full whack because oh, they definitely do. Definitely. They didn't have to go that hard, but they did. So gets my uh, gets my coin. I don't mind. Gets your coin. That's fair. That's fair. Um. Okay, so since we've all been playing Elden Ring except Hat, we might as well just get straight into it. So Hat can just be along for the ride. Yeah, shut up, Hat. Yeah. <laughs> I might um, interject with a couple. What is that? Explain that more to me. Who yeah, does not understand cool. this? So, so before yours. we get into our kind of more structured Elden Ring questions and maybe more zoomed out conversations for our listeners' benefits, for people that have maybe played it um, and have got their own character, why don't we just find out the build that you guys are using and why you're using it at the moment. Uh, starting with deck. What about you? What have you got? Well, on your 280 I was, hours. Played? I was, I was playing blood and then I went to mage and I got fucking bored with that. Cause yeah, it's a bit dull. And I went back to blood and now I finished. I'm just messing around. I've got like a tank build now. What okay. is blood? You saw the light after all those hours. See guys. <laughs> no, I think, I think the, the, yeah. the tank, the tank, build is more so i can help everybody else really you know so i can hold the aggro and take the beats so So there are different damage types in the game that Mm -hmm. you can output in your character and depending on perhaps where you sink in your investment in your character that you earn runes and you spend those runes on increasing the capabilities of certain parts of your character okay so you can invest in certain areas and those areas will boost certain types of damage okay so bleed or blood as a damage type scales off a stat or a trait called arcane hmm. probably as well as dex it's it's a combo normally um speak up if i'm wrong guys but um, i think I, you're right uh, so you know that's something that in the game early on quite quickly even just a few days in people started discovering bleed did incredible damage and had some of the best Ashes of War in the game is I'd have thought even OP well, maybe. Well, at the start, it was actually broken, as in it didn't work. Okay, <laughs> so it worked in a in the bad way, not the good way. Yeah. So okay, it, until they patched it, um, a lot of um, arcane weapons didn't wouldn't scale or anything. So even though they were good, if you wouldn't if you didn't want to scale them and level them up. They're alright, but for end game they were absolutely shit. Um as soon as they were patched, they became pretty much the go to meta currently. Can they be still the same now, right? Can there be any sort of weapon or there may be like either like roll some work better with it. Or... So they're sort of katanas that work well with bleed, like rivers of blood and rivers of blood. Of... You just spam the we- weapon up. <laughs> yeah, so they obviously have an in like an inbuilt bleed like uh, sort of scale. Uh, like it will tell tell you like forty 
forty percent bleed or sixty percent bleed build up or whatever. So you could take a weapon hat that's yeah. say a samurai sword of some sort, and you can apply and. Now I will use the word weapon art, which is a word from previous Dark Souls games, sort okay. of. But it's 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 a little bit different in Elden Ring. You actually apply it as an actual uh, special feature that the weapon will then have from then on. Okay. And like um, it, it gives incredible, yeah, a bit like an enchantment. So it gives an incredible amount of variety mm-hmm. because like you could change one katana to be probably four or five different disciplines, mm-hmm. poison, magic, fire bleed you know so on you could even do like a poise break version so there's lots of different ways to to spec your build out um it's just some weapons will have a natural affinity towards say blood because they cause bleeding anyway so that's a good thing because everyone gets a character they get like a resistance to bleed and that as you apply bleed to that person during a fight their bleed meter is growing and then eventually, when they do finally start bleeding, you get a big hit of damage. It's like That's on some people, it'd be your whole health bar gone. Jeez, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but in, an interesting, like, aside from that, is it's not necessarily about what kind of damage your sword can do. For instance, those Ashes of War you can use to, like, for instance, if you're a big heavy character, you could give yourself the Bloodhound step, which allows you to basically go invisible and take a huge, like, blink forward. Do you know what I mean? So you can can cover distance a lot quicker. So that's what I did to begin with, because I built my character like I always build my Dark Souls characters, like strength, you know, uh, endurance, vigor, with Mm -hmm. a little sprinkling of this and that. So I'm quite heavy, quite slow, but with that bloodhound step, it allowed me to close the distance quicker. So yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It sounds like it's quite like flexible the way they've got everything. Oh yeah, which is always a nice thing. But balance is the thing. I think whoever balanced the game just didn't show up for work a couple of days or something because it was a bit mad to begin with. <laughs> I mean, only, only turned up for the blood day. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, one day. <laughs> when, when, like for single player games, I don't know there's like there's like the Dark Souls style multiplayer, but I always find that if there's a little bit of just like wacky, this is stupid balance. It can be a bit mm. fun. Oh yeah, working out broken builds and things like that. Well, that was pretty much your first two characters, wasn't it, Dicardo? Just what, much, yeah. what was broke, go with that. <laughs> pretty much. Well, the the bleed, I kind of naturally, because I started off with an archer, and then that was all bleeding. I noticed that the, that, that the bleed arrows did the best, and then I noticed that I was... So I got a katana to match with the bleed of, of the arrow. Kind of went with that, and then I don't know. I just saw everybody doing massive damage with the mage, and I wanted to just, just try it. And yeah, they are really strong, but it's so dull. You just stand miles away and press one button and hope it works because yeah. if not, you're in big trouble. Well, <laughs> how about you, now? Well, what's your current character build? Uh, currently, it's a uh, like. More of a faith dex build um, with a sprinkling of uh, arcane, just so I can go with um, mad madness and pyro um, nice. enchantments. Enchantments, they're quite fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a, a madness flame one that I use, which being a faith build, and it, it does. It's one of the best for room clears or 
groups of enemies. Like if there's a pack of dogs, I can put that on them and it'll kill nearly all of them in one go. It's really good. Yeah, I, I like the uh, the grab attack you can get with the madness. That grab is, yeah. I think I've come across that one. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> and Viv, you've already said you're kind of strength. Go on, sorry, no. Yeah. It's great in PvP. Oh, okay. Even though, even though it's easily ex- uh, ex- uh, easily avoidable, people still walk into it and they just, they're just dead. Yeah, if they don't know about it as well, like you're going to catch them out, aren't you? At this yeah. stage of the game, these are the golden, the golden times of PvP, I guess, because everyone's like, I don't know what's coming at me. I don't know. Mm. They're still discovering everything, you know. Well, always the funnest part of a game when it first comes out and no one knows the matter and just everything is viable. Yeah, That's exactly. It. Yeah. So I found that after the blood started to, you know, people started to cotton onto blood being the way and the light, I was finding it difficult in PvP. And I'm not too bad at PvP, PV, like previous games, I've not been too bad. And it was really starting to get on my tits, man. So. Ducado and I spent a little time doing some because that you were your blood character at that point, and he was crazy yeah. OP man. Like, so I started fiddling around with a few different um, what are they? Uh, amulets? Is that what they're called? Talismans. Talismans, yeah. Yeah. So we worked out a nice a nice way to combat that, and then of course getting things like Radan's armor, which spoke boosts your ro- robustness. You're, yeah, it, it it was funny fighting the first few people and their one move doesn't work on, on you and you're like, what you got now, pal? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, so yeah, I went through a bit of like mottled necklace that boosts all of your immunities, you know, like the robustness focus immunity. And then you could pair that with either like the Star Wars charm to boost your robustness if you're up against a bleed dude or if it was like a a madness guy you could just put on the the clarifying horn and that would give you more focus you never really need immunity no one really goes for poison or anything like that it seems at the moment but um yeah it's nice you can just quick swap out and boom and then obviously if you munch some cured meat of different types like the clarifying cured meat then you're pretty much impenetrable but if you do allow that bar to build, then it does get over top. You're dead. <laughs> Regardless. <laughs> Scarlet the- Rot is the most annoying thing I've come across so far, really. The mm. Relentlessly well, builds up on you. and just- PvP, though, the, the damage of the time stuff isn't, isn't such an issue because fights don't last that long. True. Right. But it can give you the edge, though, man. He's right. Like, yeah, especially... it gets you to thinking more. Like, oh, you're, you're playing There's dragon for... breaths, man. Play for time, then. You know, yeah. yeah. Mm. I've used dragon breath a lot to beat a lot of bosses. Sure. I, wouldn't, I oh, haven't yeah. used it much in PvP, but... But that was it. At the beginning, you know, the first few people you come across were just using that breath. And, uh, yeah, it was quite effective. I've been invaded, and people have used it against me. Mm. You know, in, in, I'm like, oh man, because it's got incredible range. It's huge. Mm. I mean, yeah. probably feels like it might be 15, 20 meters that it reaches. It's really far. Once you get the um, pyromancy for um, uh, what flame cleanse me, mm. it, it, it doesn't really matter. It's like, oh, okay, I'll turn it off because it, yeah. it gets rid of scarlet and poison. Yeah, I've got. Uh, that. I, I haven't not used it much, but is it quite quick to cast? 
Yeah, it's pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. It takes about two seconds. Oh, yeah. it's not too bad. It's not bad. So the other thing that I haven't There's mentioned other, is um, after you've after you've reached the capital and you fight Godric, is it God? No, Godfrey. Um, above him, and the spoilers. If you're interested in not hearing spoilers, then yeah, close your ears for a second. There's an item above him that allows you to learn a, a spell called the uh, Law of Regression, and that one just wipes all status effects from you. So I'm now rolling with that. Another spoiler, you need that to get a certain ending. I won't be getting any other ending than evil <laughs> one. Yeah, we're, we're the evil fuckers. We both kind of did it glad. They've got orange eyes. <laughs> Oh, I, I've I've killed the only mechanism to allow me to get rid of it, so I've, oh, kind of, I've locked okay. my path now. I did it on purpose. That'll be for NG. I'll be a good boy next time, I promise. That's what you say. <laughs> I mean, I've got the item to change that, and I'm I'm currently against the last boss. So I'm like, well, I can either go and get rid of that and pick a different ending, or I can keep just keep the, this ending and just go with a different ending next time. I just have those choices. I, cool. I think the only ending I'm not going to go for is the normal one because I've seen Dan's and it was boring as hell compared to mine. <laughs> White mine, red yeah, ending, mine was just like darkness and everything's dead and yeah, everything's fucked. But unless you were doing any googling or whatever, there's no way you'd even know which ending you were that were there were more endings yeah, or right. which ending you were going for. I mean, that's the game right. doesn't really give you like a, a hey if you do this, it'll you know it doesn't make it very this, clear, does it? This well, is interesting. With, with the chaos one, it does kind of when you do it, it's like yeah, if you do this, fuck you. <laughs> no turning back. Right. Well, I I didn't actually sit sit down and talk to her before I went in, so I didn't know until oh, I was in. And then she said, yeah, "If you become the Lord, I'm going to come back and kill." You. I was like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> yeah, we saw your performance at the battle with Morgoth, man. You sucked. Like yeah, one shot you, bloody turd. Well, um, going back a little. Uh, Perhaps mentioned like the Elder Scrolls games and things like that. One of the things that I really do appreciate about this game is the fact that, like Morrowind, it doesn't hold your hand. There's no quest log, which is not like Morrowind, of course, but it's like there's the world. Go on, you know, go for it. And yeah. if you get lost and get you, a you notepad, know, yeah, get <laughs> your old pad out. You just yeah. sold it to me by comparing it to Morrowind, the best Elder Scrolls <laughs> game. <laughs> The Only world, in that it just doesn't design. tell you where, like, what to do. Yeah. yeah, the world, world, the world design is so good that it kind of like entices you to do what you what it wants you to do. Yeah, this is probably the best FromSoft game, unless you really, really, cool. really like Sekiro. Uh, yeah, unless that's quite a unique me thing. And unless you're, <laughs> unless yeah. you're yeah, level one and Caleb. I don't know, man. It's still that's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Being prepared to do it as game developers, you'd think somebody in one of the offices would be like, "Nope, that's not allowed. It's too, too well, scary for our player base." So many yeah. games will allow you to go to these areas, but scale everything down yeah. so yeah, that you're yeah, quite happily there. But this just bats you out. Like, nah, nah. nah the fact nah, that they even it. do it is brilliant. <laughs> it's how it should be. That's what a world is like. Surely, that's you know. Insane. Even Caleb kind of tells you not yet because you know you 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 go from beautiful lush green to like this burnt 
Yeah, take the, take the hint. And it's yeah. still, and as you go, you're going, I don't like it here. And you're kind of like... Either and then the crows see there. you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, those crows are really horrible. They're really horrible. They're so fast, some of their moves. Like, they just it's look nothing. horrible, too. Yeah, they I look mean, horrible. Let's all be honest, though, yeah? Of all the bosses, of all the all the enemies in this game, yeah, the most terrifying are the dogs and the rats. <laughs> the dogs <laughs> killed me the other night, and I was like, yeah, they, ah, they constantly do. If there's more yeah. than one dog, I am yeah. fucked. Yeah. Well, considering the dogs are also currently broken, um, they have, like, a glitched attack where it will... Technically, hit you thirty thirty-two times in one hit, one. yeah, <laughs> oh, so and it's really crazy damage. Yeah, so it immediately will cause several um, bleed build-ups, the rotten dogs, or whatever. Right? Yeah. yeah. So you will just straight up immediately die, no matter how much health you have. Even if you've got ninety-nine bloody vega, it will one-shot you. The other thing. I mean, we're talking about things we hate. This is not on any kind of track now. We're all over the place. But um, uh, the, the Hero's Grave, those chariots that are their uh, hitboxes, man. They need to just very slightly tweak their hitboxes because they are viciously <laughs> insensitive. Like, you could yes, be yes, right, anywhere near them. That, the aura of your body warmth, if it's close enough, will get you killed. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to be touching them. Yeah. Really. Use it's an eyelash. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. Dead. <laughs> eyelash. Gone. Use the Raptor of Mist, um, Ash of War. You. Um, basically, it makes you invincible. Go. Uh, well, you use it as it's about to hit you. It will make you invincible and shoot you above it. <laughs> it's like a bounce it's, off it sort of thing. It's like in Sekiro, um, the oh, I can't remember what it's called in Sekiro. I think it's I also like a feather. It's like a feather fan. But there's one of these places, Sekiro, the Hero's Grave, at the very beginning of the game. Yeah, like, yeah that's so, like that's the very beginning. Yeah, so you wouldn't actually have an item like that at that point, you know? So. Uh, All right, a, you can. Uh, when, when you start the game, um, when picking starting gift, you can pick one of the keys, and I did that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I mean, though. So, you, but you wouldn't have that fancy Ash of, Ash of War you were just talking about. No. So you'd be it... going into that environment really hard, really hard. Is it a stone yeah. sword key or is yeah. it a stone sword key? It's stone a stone sword key. sword key. Is it? Yeah, it's the shape of a sword. Uh, I always call it stone sword key. I just thought about that now. I'm not talking uh, like, yeah, it's obvious it's the fucking shape of a sword, Chris. Yeah, no. it is the shape of a sword. <laughs> but I just it's, thought, oh yeah, it's in the shape of a sword. Well, I'm still calling it Stonesword Keys, so shall I? Why not? I, yeah, well, well it's still mind, called Bonfires, all these. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Souls. <laughs> souls, Sights of Grace, Bonfires, Souls, Runes. Yeah, it's, it's all interchangeable now. <laughs> Okay, hat. Try and keep us on track here. Okay. We're, just, we're just like we're just like you know fanboys talking I'm about our favorite I'm game. En I'm enjoying this. It's, it's, it's good. I don't know if you saw in the podcast notes there. So I pulled up some chart differences mm -hmm. for us to compare Dark Souls Three, which is you know probably the the most comparable title. Mm. to this title with Elden Ring here. Hat, do you want to, have you seen those links? In, yeah. Do you want to have a little talk about that and like tell us um, what you see? Well, I, I can see that the all-time peak for Dark Souls 3 is 129,000 people. Well, almost 130,000 people 
all time. But then if you compare it to Elden Ring, well, just the people that were playing an hour ago are 271,000 wow. <laughs> with an all-time peak of 952,500. Crikey. Yeah. Million people online. Oh, I, I, I think there's been a peak of pe- people whining as well. Oh, yeah. You know, my favourite part about day one playing as well. No fucking cues to get in, man. No sitting yeah. in a position. No. The only problem I had was my controller not working, which you fixed. Same. Yeah. <laughs> but, I was yeah, stressing. Do you know, was really there, was, there was something quite soul-destroying about everyone playing the game. You're sat there furiously yes, trying and listening to everyone go, oh, yeah, I've seen this guy, I've seen that. And I'm like, no, because I can't get in the fucking game. And, like, and oh, I was God. messaging everyone, and no one's replying to me because they're all playing the game. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's fine. You're watching cut scenes, and you're like doing your first like walking out into into the lands between and looking at everything in front of you and taking it all in and, and getting a, that visceral overload and just like, I'm just there going, fucking it's controller! Almost <laughs> as soul-destroying as your hundredth attempt at millennia. <laughs> nah, I liked that fight, man. <laughs> I I enjoyed that one. I didn't uh... like fighting the, the, the fire giant, though. <laughs> I, he was annoying me towards the end. And then, yeah, through to most Souls games, I logged out for the night, first try in the morning, boom, solo, bingo. <laughs> Tends to be the way. So clearly it's done a lot of good. Uh, it's a very enjoyable game. What do you all feel the game does well, and what would you like other games uh, outside of the Souls series and outside of FromSoft games to learn? To stop microtransactions. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> That's really much everything, it. everything that you could possibly want is in the game. Mm-hmm. And it's in one price, you know? They could quite easily have sold runes on a on a little market, or they could have sold skins stone, for torrent. Or stones wood keys. Yeah, exactly. Or stone uh, sword keys. <laughs> I did see What that are those were... branches that save your runes at death or something? Oh yeah. You could I've never Sacrificial used them. Sacrificial fixed. branches or twigs. Right. That's the perfect thing you could sell. Exactly. I literally have you know. twenty of those and have never used No, a I've never no, but you can them. imagine with, with a million players where normally we're talking about a hundred thousand for a Dark Souls game. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot more people that are like, What the hell? <laughs> they could be getting really annoyed by dying and losing their stuff all the time. They could have done a microtransaction to sell you a solution to that, couldn't they? Also, um, the co- the cosmetic edit. You know, when you sit down and you like change your gear for five hundred mm-hmm. runes, they could have sold that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could yeah. have sold a hell of a lot of stuff. But ah, yeah, man, I did see I, that they were even uh, banning people who were buying like souls or is it runes? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's uh, called on, runes. Like, in this e- game. Yeah, on, yeah, on eBay, <laughs> anyone bought buying runes on What's eBay, the they were banning. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently, they just didn't want people insane. doing any form of like. Microtransaction, I guess, internal or external. Good. Good for them. I would yeah, argue. Stop holding our hands, man, every single yeah. game. I don't need a giant green arrow and a line <laughs> and a mini map with, you know, as many markers to the destination as possible. Let and me that... get lost a minute and have a little because you're <laughs> gonna discover so much stuff on that on that journey. And then when you finally get there, you're gonna be like, oh fucking hell, it's here the whole time. You know when you play like a Call of Duty single player campaign mm-hmm. and there's some scene where you have to maybe climb a mountain or, or something they're like, press X, wiggle yeah. the stick, and yeah. it all comes up on screen and it's yeah. really kind of really obvious and you're like, 
oh god this is so boring i know it's like i do i don't want to like you know survive the plane crash by pressing this button combo you're telling me to press on screen that's not enjoyable to me you might as well just gaming yeah you might as well just let it be automated (laughs) yeah just do it just show it as a cutscene at this Mm. point I yeah. do not bother. And they did the same thing maybe with some of the Lara Croft towards the end as well. Mm. You know, shimmy across this edge by, you know, it's just really, it was really badly done. Mm. So I think taking out some of that really ridiculously boring button pressy kind of like what they consider to be gameplay, but it's the bare minimum of yeah. gameplay. You know, we're, like we're the dog could probably learn how to do that. Dan's mm. Dan's bird could learn how to do that. <laughs> Derek. You know, Derek could definitely learn how to do that. Yeah, take so that's that's something I'd like other game developers to take on board. I think the perfect example is the difference between vanilla World of Warcraft and modern World of Warcraft. Old school World of Warcraft, they didn't tell you anything. Oh yeah, I love that. Now every you log on and every single quest is like, go here, go here, do this, do that, go there, get get five of these. You've got five of these. You have to kill this exact same like this exact beast to get this. And yeah, it's dull as shit. I know um, uh, Morrowind was brought up before, but even though they had a quest log, it kind of did a similar thing where like Skyrim is, here's an arrow, you need to kill this. Sure. Morrowind was more like, here is like a story that is exactly. the quest. And, and the name like... of a town that you haven't been to yet. <laughs> yeah, and there was no like... No quest marker or anything. All you had was like a little story told to you on a page. And from that, you had to work out where you had to go, what you had to do. So, which is what I quite like. And as you. Go on. I was going to say, as you have been talking about all the different things for Elden Ring and Dark Souls and stuff I've seen for like the Souls like games in the past, probably the best way I can describe what From Software do is. I had modern games with a cl- with classic game design, like classic yeah. old school game. I design. would agree with that. It's so nice and so refreshing to like, yeah, just have this sense of exploration once again, like true exploration. You know, because you right. you don't know if you're heading in the right direction, man. And you you have a conversation with someone, and they'll say, you know, they're down somewhere near a lake, or you know, that's where I left it. And you get there, and the lake's fucking huge, man. <laughs> Well, where in the lake, man? But that's up to you. Go look. Get involved. Explore. I did see a thing for Elden Ring that pretty much there's some person you talk to and they give you a quest that lets you access this one area and it's the only way you can access that area. But literally you talk to them and then they die. So you can't go back and talk to them or anything. You have one time you have one conversation <laughs> with them and then there's no way to find out what you need to do for that quest after that conversation yeah there are some pretty convoluted <laughs> things that i've definitely had to look up sadly because i just there's no way my tiny mind could have conceived how to do it properly but yeah but someone time, did yeah at the same time it adds mystery to the world rather for than sure. just going here's everything on the table like, which is kind of like the Ubisoft way of doing things. Follow the green arrow. Yeah. A couple of my um, Halo buddies have taken it up and started playing it. They're more traditional AAA title type players. So they'll be playing Rocket League, Halo, you know, FIFA, 
they're, they're those kind of gamers. Sure. And so this was quite, they've never bought a From Softy Soulsy game ever before or anything like that. And so they've been, to be fair, quite, they've been finding it quite difficult. And they've all, almost, um, and they're, they're brothers, one's older and young, but they live separately and they've been playing online by summoning each other and stuff. But they've been sort of uh, almost frozen by the amount of choice. It, it's mm. had a reverse effect on them and the way they've approached it. So last night at about um, 11.30 UK time, they beat Godric the Grafted. Nice. I was watching them um, stream it on Twitch. And um, I was sort of just chatting to them on my phone and stuff. And, and they were saying that they really, well, I'll say what he said here. I'm kind of glad to get past it. I was getting pretty bored wandering around the same section of the map leveling up. Kind of reminded me of the grind in Destiny, having to do the same missions over and over again to get loot drops. I was close to just not playing it anymore. Oh, wow. It's really interesting how different people do see it in different ways. Sure. And someone, that starting area with that castle and that boundary of, I, I think I have to go through this castle. Yeah. And I can't go through it because I've got to beat this boss. And I, I keep going away and just killing the same enemies again to get a bit better before I go back to him. Mm. And maybe not having enough bravery. Not not bravery, but just not thinking I'll go down another path. Yeah. Sure. Because obviously there are lots of different ways. You, you know, Castle Morn would have been a great choice for him. Yeah, yeah. To go towards. But, you know, or he, didn't wanna, he didn't want to look it up. Getting around the castle without fighting yeah, him. Yeah, getting around the castle without fighting him, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't want to, I, I was like, do you want me to give you any information? He's like, no, don't tell me, don't tell oh, me. Oh, that's awesome. Which is cool, but yeah. it's funny that he was starting to get disenfranchised by the lack of hand-holding. He yeah. needed a tiny bit more, maybe. Sure, a little nudge. Um, and I wonder whether there's a way you could cleverly build that into a title like this with... Mm-mm-mm. Hat, did you have a train of thought there that you were just about to start with? Uh, no, it was just, it was just p- passing it on to you about... Uh... About the like, what could be improved from that? I wanted to hear all your. I think opinions. mine are quite small. From mm-hmm. somebody that's playing World of Warcraft uh, way too much, I've got like three hundred days playing time on it. Mm-hmm. I lightweight, <laughs> and that's right. <laughs> wait, that's just on my main stuff. So fuck you. Woo-hoo! <laughs> um, the amount of time that I sunk into just getting rare mounts, it would be nice to be able to change the way that my horse looks or yeah. something like that because you know you put a bit of work into it and you can change like a skin i would yeah. like that but that's because i'm just a bit weird like that so i've in world of Warcraft, i spent about a year solidly trying to get one man it kind of sounds like you want some Todd Howard Oblivion horse armor DLC. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily want the horse to be better, just, uh, just have the choice to not make it have horns. Yeah. What's wrong with the horns? I don't know. I just don't like it. <laughs> yeah, when, when we when we do kill those um, tree knights or whatever, and they their horses are all covered in this beautiful blinging gold. Yeah, like, yeah oh, it'd be a nice some of that, man. It'd be a nice <laughs> if like one of them respawned and that had a chance to drop like a skin of his horse. You know, it'd be that amazing. Would be cool. What the about... dark knights that have got the shrouded head? Ho- oh yeah, the, yeah. The the dark knights they're awesome. 
How about then if the Taunter's Tongue allowed two friends to be in, able to invade a world at the same time? Because I know that, like, yeah, you could go and gang up on some peeps, man. <laughs> a bit of ganking, actually. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I know that Miyazaki described the way that invasions is like a constantly refining, uh, refining process. It was never meant to be like literal PvP. Invaders were supposed to be introduced as like an extra tough enemy, and you see it as just that, not someone that's going to smack you down every time by running up to you with two dual naganatas and making you bleed instantly. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I just don't feel like... I just feel like there could be a little more for the PvP players of the game, man. Yeah, and maybe so- they sunk so much into the big space of the single-player campaign that, that that's coming soon. That would be nice. Yeah, they still have like arenas ready for it. But... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, in the dam. Well, people have that in mind. That there are literally coliseums mm. waiting. <laughs> and if you don't like PvP, don't fucking go there. What What I find weird yeah. is when um, like where you get the duelist thing. It's literally right in front of a giant fucking coliseum that that That's is right. used. Then there's another one in the capital, and I'm pretty sure there's another one somewhere else. Somewhere else, yet none of which you can go inside. That's right. Which is just weird. It is weird. So they're huge, weird, aren't they? It makes me worry that by the time they bring out the DLC for that, a lot of players won't be playing as much anymore. Oh, so. dude, there's a hundred thousand oh. people. Yeah, like, I know. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It oh no, more... ten thousand people online playing Dark Souls Three. So. And that game yeah. came out when? Like 2016? Is he online working on Dark Souls 3? Wait a minute. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, it's off. Well, they're, they're online playing, at least. Yeah, yeah they're, they're playing. It doesn't mean they're invading anyone, I guess. But yeah, I mean, the last stat was March was 16,976 at its peak. That's yeah. not too bad, is it? Let's be honest. Yeah, it's a yeah. old game. Yeah, otherwise people... Uh, more people would probably still be on that if uh, um, there is still, still online. <laughs> there are still two thousand five hundred people playing Dark Souls Remastered, the original. <laughs> it's just just been a huge resurgence, yeah. probably. I imagine from all the other from the hype, the hype train that's been Elden Ring. Yeah, perhaps, I start perhaps... playing Bloodborne. Well, this is it. I was going to say, perhaps there's like these completionists, like you, you were saying, Hat, about you know how you wanted to play The Witcher one, two, and then go mm-hmm. on to three. Yeah. Perhaps that's what people are doing, man. They want to right. Let's you know, if I'm going to do it, then I'm going to do the lot, sort of thing. Yeah, I think the real way Masochists. to do it is to follow that um, fan <laughs> fan theory of yours, and then whichever ending you get, you play the next game. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, there was a cool fan theory that depending on which ending you do, you spawn the next game. So like the the what is it the the frenzied flame starts the you know starts the fires which launch the Souls series like Dark Souls. <laughs> um, yeah, it's cool, man. I'll link it That's at some point. And then Demon Souls, and then Sekiro, and Bloodborne. That's it. Yeah. 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 Nice. Nice. What What is a bit interesting? This look at the Steam charts for. Uh, Souls-like games, so of course mm. we've got Elden Ring at the top, Dark Souls 3 with uh, about 6,000 people, Dark Souls Remastered with 2,500 then you have Dark Souls 2 with 2,000 and there's even 600 people still playing 
the original Dark Souls, not even no, just not wow. the remaster version. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's clanking <laughs> thirty FPS, man. Wow. Wait, what's the difference between Dark Souls Two: Scholar of the First Sin and Dark that's Souls Two? That's like a, it, it gets all the DLC yeah, in with it. Uh, okay. It's one purchase, and it's got yeah. a higher frame rate and touched up graphics, and some uh, enemy positions are different. It's tweaked in a way that people argue about whether or not it's better, but some journeys through the world are slightly different. It's basically a, re- a remastered version because yeah. a lot of uh, Dark Souls Two had a a lot of issues with it when it was first released. Like uh, some of the armors looked completely different to how they were meant to look. And then Dark Souls 2, Skull of the First Sin, changed that. So, Skull of the First Sin, that's the one with 2,000 people on. Yeah, that's a good game. It really is. I really like that game. See, that's another thing that we must mention, is DLCs generally for the Soul series are, like, fucking awesome. They're so worth the money. Like They're either crazily unique or well, they always are unique but they're also they're always hard they're I massive I, though as well they're just I, so big i still want the dragon bone fist back fucking doing drop kicks with that was amazing <laughs> do, doing drop kicks and freaking hudukens <laughs> beautiful i remember that man that was that was the like a clock dlc wasn't it i don't know what you called it but that was that one where it was all very much you're inside the mechanics of like a mm. giant Clock tower or something. Yeah. No, that was um the ice place. Um was it the ice place? The ice place in Dark Souls 2. Uh yeah, no, I knew it was Dark Souls 2, but I thought it was the clock one. But yeah, yeah they did three DLCs and they're all brilliant. They are. Um I don't think I've played DLCs for Dark Souls 3. Has that oh, been Rick, they are amazing? Beautiful. Ashes of Arendelle um, and uh the Ring City. Ring City, Ring just, City is it just keeps going, favorite. man. Just keeps on going. <laughs> well, if the, uh, we've we'll, we'll all kind of said what we would like to impress, we've talked so much. I want you has, I know, everyone, right. has everyone said like what they could, imp- what they wish that it would improve on? At all? Uh, just me and Chris, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I guess I'd probably, uh, it sounds silly, but I'd like ultra wide support. I'd like mm-hmm. 120 yeah. FPS. You know, it's, it is 2022. You don't have to play in sixteen by nine anymore. So mm. you know, I would like, I would like that. Um, <laughs> I'm being particular. That's a bit particular, but um, I mean, that would be nice. It's just something you kind of expect from modern games. Yeah, I mean, I, if I was wanting to be really immersive, I'd like, you know, can we have triple monitor support here? Can I really build myself a, a sim pit for Elden Ring and live in that world? You know, that's mm. that's that's what I'd like the game to support all that sort of stuff, but it, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> That'd be quite Ooh, cool. Your wife's think... gonna walk into your room and you're just in grim dark armor <laughs> and you're <sitting> there. <laughs> covering myself in like Ron to my Oh, I've just got scarlet rot, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just touching Grace. <laughs> Who's uh, Grace? It's the maiden. <laughs> yeah. I'm not maidenless anymore. Look honey. at my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh. So much, I'm saying so you'd, you'd, you'd have to hang up a fog gate on your front door, wouldn't you? So that's, that every time you got to go out idea. into the real world, 
It's like a paper one. You burst through it. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> oh, man. That's very good. Normal, um, is there anything that you would like to improve? You could you could probably well, talk about camera glitches, maybe. But... Mm. <laughs> probably the same as the uh, like with the PvP. Um, yeah, more people. Just... Well, not so much more people, just but more choices and options. And yeah, like in um, well, in the Dark Souls, in Dark Souls, you always had like a like covenants which were dedicated to it. Ah, oh, do you know? I should have said yeah. And, um, Whereas in Elden Ring, you, you've got, for some reason, you've got uh, Bloody Finger and you've got um, Recusant Finger. Recusant, I can't say it, yeah. yeah Recusant Fingers. Recusant. Yeah, I don't know what, obviously you can use either or, and I guess it builds up something or gives you something. I haven't no, they're, they're both just infinite invasions, but just one lets you, well, one is you get early on for doing a quest line and the other you can just pick up through doing another quest line but both do the exact same thing mm. they're different colors and, aren't they one's blue yeah. and one's red and you read the description that tells very different stories mm-hmm. but well, they at the end of the day they're just doing the same thing yeah no one, one's just a finger with a bit of blood on it the other one's like a <laughs> shriveled up finger and shriveled. now then you've then there's uh then there's um Festering fingers as well. Festering <laughs> fingers. Um, Got plenty of them, boys. Yeah. But bloody festering fingering. The the basically the consumable version of it. Then you've got the yeah, as I said, bloody finger, which is infinite version and recusant recusant or whatever it's called. Even if it was Auto something as simple infinite. as you say, you appeared in their world is a different color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By using but, one of those. You know, or if it gave you a buff, like if you use the bloody finger, it gives you a bleed buff. If you use the recusant finger, it gives you something else, sleep buff. Or I don't know mm. what it would be, yeah. but you know, death buff. But yeah, <laughs> get buff. They do the exact same thing, uh, aside yeah. from changing your name when you're there. So, mm. like when you invade with the bloody finger, it's like bloody, bloody finger, uh, El Diablo, or if you go with a recusant, recusant El Diablo. And it's um, literally no difference. If you get a kill with it, you still get a rune arc. It still gets some uh, souls. There's kind of, aside from a rune arc, there's kind of no reason to actually invade. Whereas with the Covenants and Dark Souls, the more invasions you did, you would earn, have, you would basically. Kind of or, yeah. Yeah, you would kind you would kind of level up until you got like a spell or a weapon or an armor set or something like that. It's weird actually that they chose to remove the uh, the covenants, considering all the different like. Because imagine the covenant of Rayo Lucaria or the covenant of like you know the gold or this. I don't know why they did it. I mean, you've yeah. got those. What are they? They're, they're almost like the blue sentinels. You can inv- invite them to your world if you get invaded. Uh, yeah, you can still, still but, um, summon hunters. Thing is, with the hunters thing, you can always have that on. I, I've, mm. you, you just activate it once and it's activated for the entire time. I've not once turned it off. I keep occasionally, like when just 
randomly walking about. Get summoned as a hunter. Well, I I had to turn it off because you can't have two friends and a hunter to help you. We tried it. Oh, you you mean the white one? No, I mean um. Oh, with you the, can be blue. With, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. blue one, you can literally just be summoned whenever. Mm-hmm. So it's. I was fighting a bloody boss, and she was like, you are being summoned, and I'm like, this boss is, like, almost dead, and now I'm being summoned. Son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of bosses, what would you all say is the toughest toughest boss or enemy? I know he's mentioned the dogs. Uh, I'm not as far in the game as some of the other guys are, um, but I think all of my difficult experiences were quite early on, when I was maybe fighting something that I perhaps shouldn't have maybe been taking on at that point. So one of the things that they've got in the game are these uh, ever jails that you can summon an enemy at your a boss, if you like, when you're in the mood for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you go over there and you just summon them. And there's the guy in the first area where you start the game. He's called the Crucible Knight. Oh my and god, he's he was really hard. <laughs> I was I, yeah. I I fought him a lot. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably talking. Eight hours. And I didn't. I was like, <laughs> I couldn't kill him, and I I went back later and just got my revenge. But he he was he was really tough early on, and I just realised the game is just saying, "Not now, come back." Yeah. And then Could there was another smashing your head against it, like I will kill him. I tried, yeah, I tried, but and there was another guy in a similar sort of way. There's this place um, called the Warmaster Shack, and if you go there at night, mm. um, after you've bought something from the vendor that is normally inhabiting this shack. Mm-hmm. If you go there at night and sit at the bonfire, he's actually disappeared and this crazy boss uh, appears and he's um I think he's like something like the bell bearing collector or something. Yeah, like that. bell hunter or something. Bell hunt, yeah. And uh, he was really hard. He's got this sword that like a great sword he could fly out and zoom around the map and spin like a drill and like hit you at incredible range. I and I was like, to... oh yeah he I was hate... really annoying. I hate to tell you he's the easy version. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, at the time, the I was really struggling. Merchant Shack. He's horrible. It took me so. I mean, yeah. I yeah. Kill him, and I just whatever level I got, however badass I became, he just just destroyed me. Wait, it's like <laughs> one in Caleb. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Every single. It didn't matter what I did. He just destroy me. I've utterly. never fought him anywhere else. I didn't know you fought him again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's all over the fucking wherever oh, there's no. merchant, wherever there's a merchant, he will be at night, and it, it's horrible. Some right, okay. Yeah, well, that's good to hear. Then the one in the one in Caleb is the worst. He is the worst. I only beat him because I I beat the game. I went back to kill him, and he fucking owned me. And I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> and then I went shield, and like like, like now, I don't lose stamina if I block, and I just, I, I did beat him the first time. But uh, it just, he wound me up so much. I managed to outspace him with the Bloodhound Fang. Nice. It took me about ten goes. To do it, but I managed it. Who's the one that's in the um the the Albanuric town? You know where you meet the guy who's like hiding in the corner. Uh, there's one there as well, man. I'm sure of it. He was rough. Albanuric town. 
You know where you meet the guy who's like hidden as a pot? You smash he's him. He's like, oh. Yeah, I know who you mean. Oh, yeah. right. You sort of quest a little bit through that town and go down somewhat. There's another. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's down down the hill, round like over onto yeah. the next he's bit of a land bell mass. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's a bell end, isn't he? I think I'm a bell bearer. As actual bosses go, there's two grades. I've got Millennia is probably the one that I took the most amount of time. Yeah, same. And Rikard is the one that got me the most furious. I was literally, I broke a controller playing against him because I was just squeezing my controller so much. Were you using the uh, weapon it gives you? Yeah, but my problem was is that for that boss, I'd re-roll to be intelligence and the weapon they give primarily with dexterity and strength. So I was raging about that, saying, it's not fucking fair! I'm intelligence! (laughs) (laughs) I was really... I I don't think I've shouted so much at my, my monitor in a long time. I had a, a lot of trouble, as I mentioned, with the uh, fire giant. He was really pissing me off uh, towards the end. <clears throat> I was getting properly like, fuck this game, man. But, got him. So, yeah. I think, yeah, I think there are some bosses which they kind of don't want you to join up with anybody. I don't know. I reckon that they, they like there are bosses that certain builds piss over easy peasy, yeah. and there are bosses that certain builds just have massive problems with. Man, and it just mm. seemed like he was the antithesis of my character. Like I'm slow, I need to get close and wallop, you know. Yeah. And he was just uh, even though he's a giant, like you could move, man. He could cross like football fields in no time, and then just fire f- flames and shit at you, man. It's like, come on, dude. What am I supposed to do? But, I think I was mage, and I was against the guardskin bosses, you know, the ones with the two yep. guardskins, and I couldn't do it. And that is what enticed me to go back to blood, and I did it first, first time. That's what I mean. And I thought, yep, I'm going back to blood forever now, because <laughs> this is just silly. <sighs> so, yeah. There is a lot of bosses in the game, though, Hat. I think there's yeah, it's like 150. 150. Oh, no. there's more. There's more. I can tell you. I've got a little spreadsheet open. There are 90 unique bosses, which are non-repeat reskins, and there are 168 bosses. That's fucking hell. That's quite a lot of bosses. It's a yeah, lot. Man. It's a lot. They haven't messed around here. They've really put a lot into this Six Shardbearer Shard Demi bosses, nine Legends, uh, 33 Greater bosses, 21 Nighttime bosses, nine Minor Air Tree bosses, eight Deathroot bosses, ten Everjails, uh, 71 normal field bosses, 30 achievement bosses, and then 15 remembrance bosses. I don't think I've ever played a game I've thought, wow, this is incredible value for money. As much, as, much as I've put this one. It just seems so big, so vast, so so much to do and explore. And, you know, it's the same price as every other game I've ever played. I mean, hours played... I've played more hours of other games over mm. because they're multiplayer and you're just logging in and playing, you know, like Halo two or three or whatever, but mm-hmm. just for, just for single playerness. And this has got some multiplayer elements, but incredible value for money. I guess Skyrim would have been the last one. I'd have thought the same about maybe. Yeah. That's that pretty massive. Big. I yeah. don't know. Um, what's it called? I played uh, quite a lot of dying light. The first one that was quite big. Okay. Yeah. Uh, once you get the following as well, DLC, it's fucking huge. I think I would have liked it if 
if you get invaded, once an enemy comes in like a certain radius of you, they also aggro the enemy. Nah, because that was so the you know, Yeah, but then, then you get the cowards who just like... Giant seed. Wait, wait mm-hmm. seed of a giant tree, mate. Like yeah, seed of a giant tree. That's what we need. So there used to be an item, Dark Souls 3, that if you were if invaded, you, you could crush it and it would turn all the enemies against the invader as well. That's, that's pretty cool. And they don't know it's happening. It's a surprise. No, it just you know, happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, so they've good. even That's made awesome. it, though. They've even made it where there's a great rune so that if you invade somebody, then you can use it and it, and it buffs whatever they're fire fighting against. Mm-hmm. So you wow. can come in. Oh, so it makes our world boss. harder. Yeah, yeah. So, you, so you can come in, buff it, if they're against like any kind of boss, and you can fuck them up. <laughs> <laughs> By doing nothing. Yeah, though if you're um there uh yeah, if you're a host or whatever with summons and you're also using that rune, you also get given a thing where you can then buff um your summons and yourself. Yep. But you've also got to have that rune ru- that rune on. Yeah. And that's a PvP rune for sure. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, cool. the sort like so, the Souls games and a lot of FromSoft games over the years they've grown from strength to strength, to popularity to popularity. What do you think it is about FromSoft and just like Souls like games in general that the difficulty of them that makes them feel so rewarding and just like to play and to overcome said difficulty. I would argue that it's everyone goes through the same battles sort of separately but together. So it sort of brings a community together. You know, there's lots of like, how did you do it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's that sense of accomplishment, I guess. Like when you've cracked it, finally, after eight hours, let's say, of doing yeah. the same thing and you nail it. You're like, I can't believe I did it. I honestly can't believe it. But I did. Yeah, the breadcrumb trail that they leave as developers, the, the formula which they've you know, repeatedly bottled the lightning, if you like, in, in terms of getting these, these games to feel rewarding. It's that method of giving you punishment for overlooking the information that they've given you. Mm-hmm. And then when you do finally sort of hit a brick wall long enough and you start to go, I better have another look at this. And then you have another look at it and you realize, oh, actually, I can do this, this, and this, mm. and I can overcome this moment. <laughs> and then realistically, they've told you how to do it, but you've kind of felt like you've worked it out for yourself. Yeah. Mm. And, and and there's something to do with all of that mixed up in a in a ball and the way they do it, the way they deliver it. over Because that's all we're doing in Dark Souls, in Elden Ring. We're just moving from the next difficult moment to the next difficult moment. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they are very, it's repetitive really, Yeah, but it's timing based. It's, 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 it punishes you for being greedy. It, um, it punishes you for not respecting the different elemental damages and the different types of fight you can get yourself into. Like Viv was talking about, he had the antithesis of his build. Mm-hmm. So he had to mod- modify maybe, you know, so they, they do this thing where they, they make it so you can beat it but they make it so you have to keep learning to beat it in different ways, I think, maybe. I yeah, a lot of people that have issue with the game are ones that sort of 
try a hundred times in exactly the same way, expecting to just win. And yeah, you know, one just, sword hitting the same yeah, way throughout the whole game. Every time, yo, why does he always kill me? Because you're doing exactly the same you're thing, man. Over yeah. and over and over. Yeah, it's like, yeah. what do you expect? You could quote Einstein, <laughs> eh? <laughs> jump attacking is probably one of the be- best things you can do in the game. I, I use that talisman more than any other. I think it's on mm. all the time. I it's a good enhanced one. Enhanced jump attacks. Yeah, because yeah. I, I just I'm find myself old. using it. I'm too old and I can't figure 3D <laughs> stuff out. I, I mean, 4D. So you know, I mean, I'm just gonna. I'll just swipe and dive. <laughs> swipe and dive. Yeah, <laughs> that's but all you, I'm gonna do. And touch grace. There's probably yeah. obviously there's many things had to do, but I think if trying to simplify it, it's something along those lines. Mm. Um, and, and generally, the art style of the whole franchise is all quite interesting, isn't it? You know, someone said to me, you know, you just take a moment and you're looking at like a beautiful painting. Yeah. And there are some really lovely uses of color in this in this game, particularly Elden but, Ring. I love it when you get to the Altus Plateau and everything becomes golden mm. and yellow. And you've come from maybe you know a, a much more bluey kind of area and rail car area, yeah. Area. It's it's really but nice. the backswing not... of that is there some equally disturbing shit as well. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, like puss of man sort of shit. Like <laughs> I don't know, faces on the side of broken neck snakes that want to tell you how to eat God and all this. It's like, all right, okay, <laughs> let's roll. The village. Oh yeah, crikey! Windmill Village. Windmill <laughs> Yeah, they're really freaky kind. Of, I'm going to kill you, way. Yeah. But they don't. They don't hurt you unless you sort of start yeah. aggroing a little. That's weird. I think with this game, it's like you you can play something like Far Cry, and you get to the end, and it's a shit ending, and you feel robbed. But here, everything dies, and it's just misery, 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 misery. But but you don't feel robbed from it. Mm. It's, it's always rebirth, though, isn't there? There's always this like yeah. tale of rebirth. You know, we are the one that's blessed to remember our death every time to come back over and over and over. You know. Yeah, it kind of hints the whole way through that it's not going to be the nicest of endings for anybody. No. While, while games like Far Cry, they kind of like throw it in at the end, and you feel like it's a bit cheap. You're the savior. Yeah, oh, white savior. It's all rapper. Well, starting to wrap this up. Yep. Yeah, what would you just about an hour, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, very quickly, what would you like to see from DLC for this game? I mean, that, someone who hasn't finished the game yet, I, you know, I'm. I feel like <laughs> I'm about halfway. I, I have no clue how far I am, but um, I, I don't. I just. I can't even begin to imagine. I've heard stories of secrets within secrets already within this mm. game that I haven't even. You know, apparently there's this place where all of the there are a whole bunch of different traders you can meet in the game, and they've got their own storyline, and you can find their world, and it's somewhere underneath somewhere else. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I just I mean, more of the same, I guess. I mean, yeah. it's sort of like uh, digging into the, a quest line that takes you somewhere, and you realize that actually underneath this castle. It was built on a previous world of all these other people, and you're down in there doing that. And I get, but at the end of all these things, it has to reward you with an interesting armor or weapon or magic item, really. Because if you don't, if you don't get anything from doing it, you feel a bit hard done by. Yeah. Like when you guys helped me to beat um, Rickard, 
I got mm. that incredible sword. Oh <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean it's really powerful and ridiculously cool to use. And I'm not using it all the time, but it's just fun to have had that from that fight and go, oh, this was. I remember this sword. This the, I how I remember how we earned this sword. And, and you, you remember know, how it came into the world as well. Like yeah, when yeah, saw, yeah, yeah. I, I love all that. So I think it, with the DLC, I want there to be things like that still. Um, even though it's an incredible amount of choice already in the game, um, you know, but. Would I would good. say it's difficult to say right now because almost every day people are discovering new stuff. Yeah. Like e- even the guys that have played it multiple times. Like, but I guess I'd like to see what I mentioned earlier: some PvP, perhaps like a big PvP arena DLC or something like that. Or yeah, that'd be nice, man. Yeah, I'd like to see pretty it. close for our horse. Your Rani Punani <laughs> DLC, like where you have to, you get to marry her or some shit. I don't know. Why e- style, like easy mode PvP. DLC for sure. Easy mode. Easy mode. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mini map for sure. Mini map. Yeah. yeah. Um, no horse dressage. Yeah. PvP. Yeah. yeah, that's all we need. To be fair, there's that's there's not much class for to be fair. Jousting. <laughs> what about lists in one of the castles? That'd be cool. <laughs> and do some jousting and grog and all that. Yeah, but now I'm just talking shit. So, Narwhal, anything you want from DLC? Basically, more PvP stuff or more ways of making PvP more interesting. I would agree, man. Totally. Before, very good. Before and before we talk about a little bit of alt stuff and alt land that's coming up soon, I want to pose this final question to you all. That is, after the success of Elden Ring, do you think this shows a demand for well-crafted single-player games and large worlds? And do you think this will change what the studios are making? Probably. But what I, I hope... What, well, go on, Dunks. I think that a lot of them are going to try and it's all going to be shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's going to yeah. be a lot of... A swathe of games that come out that are just unnecessarily hard just for being hard's sake and totally missing the point completely. Yeah. But, yeah. That's, they I don't c- think they can do it, you know, how It's not something you can just turn up to work and some guy writes on a whiteboard in front of his team uh, a really difficult, rewarding, open-world experience with endless mysteries on top of mysteries. It's just like nothing like Elden Ring, (laughs) but not like Elden Ring (laughs) in our way. Do it in space. (laughs) What's it called? Is it Star Star Lord, Star World, or what's the the one that's coming out later this year? Starfield. Starfield. Mm. So, um, yeah, maybe Starfield can do it, but in space. But I mean, I just don't think anyone can. I think some people want to bank, try and bank on this. Yeah, they'll be like, oh yeah, here's an easy win, Elden Ring like is what Mm. they call it, I guess. But it just won't be. I mean, it just won't be. I'd like to see Remnant from the Ashes 2 to be open world. That would be wicked. Yeah. I mean, Ubisoft has a few studios that constantly, <laughs> like, constantly pump out open world games, but they're so incredibly mediocre. Mm. Oh, yeah, and uh, repetitive. Yeah, I'm wondering if the massive success of Elden Ring might make Ubisoft crack down on them and go like, like pull up okay, the trousers a little. Yeah, start uh, actually like it's made them salty as fuck. Though. It has. Yeah. I've seen a lot Good. of salty EA and Ubisoft devs like complaining about the game. Oh, <laughs> but that's, that's oh, because you guys rubbing. That's yeah. because yeah. I would say that that Elden Ring is like the the 
the love, you know, like it's his magnum opus, isn't it? Miyazaki. Yeah. It's, what, it's, it's the game he's always wanted to make. And like, he's been working on, you know, you could argue that all of the soul series up to now were just, you know, his sort of, his testers, but now he's, he's yeah. nailed it. You can't, like Dave said, can't just turn up and just knock one out like that. It has to be no. off the back of like a lot of labor of love. It's 15 like, years of, yeah, man. of honing your craft and then, and working with a great writing team. Can you imagine the people that George R's got around sure. him? Like, you know, it won't just be him. There'll be some fucking amazing people that'll be like interning, you know, for for his writing staff. That because sure. obviously he's and so there'll be all of that going on behind the scenes and the people that FromSoft have already got, which in the past have written amazing stories anyway. And so, I would argue that it's for the right reason. He did it because he wanted to produce a game that everyone would love, not to make the most fucking money that he can. And like yeah. as the, off the back of that, you know, what did he's we made say? the most money that yeah. they've ever made? Yeah, <laughs> more people own more people own this game than live in Sweden. For fuck's sake, <laughs> that's brilliant. Uh, I do think. Well, I don't think Ubisoft or EA or a lot of the big like publishers or developers can make something as like Elden Ring from what you've described. As you said, labor of love. I think because they haven't got the staff. Yeah, the Dortmund. It, from what we keep a getting passion. out, yeah, it seems like a lot of these big studios just crush any passion or like love or wanting to make their own things. And I think that's why you're seeing a lot of like these decent devs who want to make their own thing are starting to set up their own studios. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They it's haven't possible. nurtured their talent, <laughs> have they? No, they haven't. They haven't rewarded the right people. I mean, you know, also to try and make a game like this, it's not just normal. It's, this is complicated. This oh, is yeah. really hard. It's really, really hard. So I think they'll they'll want to, but they might just go. You know what? We just can't and yeah. take it in a different. And then maybe they'll copy other games that have been sort of successful, like God of War, like Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, you know those. They're much more easy to try and emulate. Even Halo Infinite's campaign was very successful as a semi-open world style game. It's the first open world. They call it open world. It sort of is and sort of isn't. It's it's episodically open world, yeah. but um, even that was a, a very successful foray into that world. So I think that would be copied more likely than than Dark Souls will. Well, I've got Ring. I've got zero problems with open world games using the same formula, like Go 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 to Tsushima. I loved yeah. that game, and it and it was very much on formula with other games, but it was just done really well. Mm-hmm. And that's what's there's too many games that you use it and they just don't use it. Well, like again, Far Cry. Far Cry 3 was amazing. Yeah. Far Cry 4 was good. Far Cry 5 is was forgettable. Far Far Cry 6, I played for about an hour and just turned it off. <laughs> yes. Since yeah. three there's, there's a graph the there. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't be bothered. I just went, oh, yeah. so dull. It's sort of, yeah, just churning it out kind of thing. Like the Assassin's Creed, Tomb Raider, like you mentioned earlier. They take it to places they didn't need to go, man. They just need to sometimes just accept that it's right. Let's hang the hat up on that one before it becomes like this bastardization of what it was when it began. Well, Black Flag was amazing. And the the pirates and everything. Yeah, that that was amazing. And um, Origins was really good as well. It's because they do something new and then that's amazing, but then they cling on to that thing they've added. 
Mm-hmm. Like, like with Origins, the thing I hated was when it forced me to go on a boat because it didn't work. But that's what I loved about Black Flag, you know? It's like mm. they just clung on to that. Oh, this works. We're going to cling on to it and milk it now yeah. instead of actually innovating. When they do, then it's amazing. But it, yeah. Yeah, you do get a lot of them that are very scared to innovate and build on stuff. Mm-hmm. They'll get something and they go, wow, we did really well with this. Let's just pump this out for the next 10 years until people are so sick of the same game being sold to them with a different skin. Well, they've made billions of billions and billions, so I I guess they're doing something right (laughs) for their pockets. Yeah, from a money point of view, but I don't think anyone looks back at a lot of the games and go like, wow, that was fucking good. Well, nah. I can imagine that Uslot will be looking back at Elden Ring like 10 years from now going, that sure. Yeah, I, f- well, it- I, f- I finish it and I'm really sad now. <laughs> That's why I'm not. It's like the end of a good book. I've got the last chapter to go and I don't want to read it because I know <laughs> it's going to finish and everything I do after that is a reread, man. I, I You know, I've been, I still rec- recall stories of Dark Souls 2 and mm. 3 and Sekiro to people quite regularly. When talking about my gaming history, and there's some of my most fantastic memories, um, you know, single player or multiplayer. And, you know, I think they're really, this will be exactly the same for 20 years. I'll be talking about those moments and the magical feeling it gave you. Can I just relay a moment to our listeners that we (laughs) experienced, Dave? That's just jerked my memory. And I, I know we're going over time here, but. So Dave and I were going through a little set. It was our first session together, I believe. I think it was, yeah. And we were just cruising around, killing the odd giant, as you do when you're a badass like me and Dave. And we'd come across this area where it looked like a load of golems, like giant golems had had a battle or something like that. A thousand years ago or something. Like, yeah, they were all all covered in grass and everything like that. And we'd, we'd got used to running past all these ones. And uh, I, we were swiping at them, and we had a few beers. Like, yeah, we were giving it the big <laughs> one. And I said, "Look at this one, the big pussy." And then he fucking stood up and started pounding at us, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it was literally my most favourite memory of a game I've had in recent memory. It was so amazing. I felt like I'd cursed us. <laughs> and like the game was listening to us. Yeah, I say so. Felt like it knew that. It that was the one to wake one. up. Yeah, that one. That, yeah, it was a great. It was, a, it was the amazing coolest. moment. Yeah, and then it was like, run away from him, run away, run. <laughs> oh, so, great, yeah, great gaming memories are created from those unexpected moments, really, aren't they? Those surprises. Um, and that, that, that there's a lot to be said for multiplayer in that respect, in terms of like your traditional shootery type multiplayer. One thing that you know happened with when we started playing um in a, a kind of like last last man standing style yeah. pvp mm-hmm. it started to create a lot of moments mm. magical unpredictable unique moments that would happen from pubg to whatever game oh, it was yeah. that, that, that and that, that was part of the magic of that version of multiplayer that people had been so used to the uh, die respawn call of duty sure. style uh, which we'd all been playing for many many years and and uh and to now re-hit hit it with like this one life, it really matters and what you work together and create that moment. And I think that was a big thing that happened since probably 2014, maybe, or 15, yeah. when, when they started to become big. And, and now stuff like what Elden Ring has done for the gaming industry is that another 
that another style of discoverability gameplay, mm. new, interesting, exciting moment gameplay. Um, reaction videos are really popular for Elden Ring, like getting my girlfriend to play it, reaction videos, or I've you know, seen that one what, whoever it might be. It could be some famous YouTuber playing it and jump scares and all this sort of stuff. I mean, it's, it's part of that horror franchise that's also been its own growing thing, like Phasmo and stuff, but um yeah there's, there's just i think that's that's a fantastic story for any game developer to be thinking about is how to create those those gaming rewarding surprising moments that cultivate stories and memories that put your game into another level that, that, oh, yeah. and that's that's quite hard. it's quite hard to do though <laughs> I, I think a lot of companies you're not going to get it from city skylines that's nah. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a lot of people like a lot of companies try i think I think a lot of them come from maybe companies that don't even try. It just kind yeah. of happens. Well, yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't think de- like Demon Souls, which is probably I think that's the first Souls game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. When that came out, well, I don't Kingsfield, think... but yeah, go yeah, on, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kingsfield. It was uh, Kingsfield inspired, um, but I don't think that when that came out, they were like, "Oh yeah, this is going to change everything." The way that like the Souls gamers have and FromSoft have, they had no idea what no. they were doing, really, did they? It was just they wanted to make a sequel to what was it, Kingsblood? Kingsfield, wasn't it? Kingsfield, that's it. Um, just wanted to make like a spiritual sequel to that. Mm. And it just took off in a way I don't think they really expected. I don't think they did either, but I'm really glad that yeah they did because here we are, oh, yeah. <laughs> the golden age boys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, thanks for organising our um our Elden Ring special hat. I was happy we probably to. we probably would have talked about Elden <laughs> Ring all night gl- anyway. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was good to listen to you all talk about. That yeah. kind of makes us want to pick it up now. <laughs> yeah, there is that, isn't it? It's infectious. Uh, yeah. If, if you do, I am jealous. <laughs> yeah, that, you get to those see first it few all. hours, man. Amazing, amazing. Uh, I'll hand it over to you to do the old well, stuff. Wrap us up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, what do you need to know? So, if you're finding us on Spotify or iTunes or whatever, you can come along to a website called oldgaming.uk and there's a little link for discord there and that'll bring you over to to where we all hang out most of the time which is our old gaming discord and we've got different groups of people in here and you can join them or set up your own and we've got different rooms where you can talk about different types of games from strategy to souls like to mobas minecraft servers you name it so yeah we got about 300 members and we all very diverse so you're all very welcome to come along and join us uh you might be listening to this and you might already know who we are and you're like oh yeah i'm listening to these guys well you could come and uh meet us in birmingham so in april on the 15th just a few days away now we've got a meetup happening so um we've taken over a venue not far from birmingham and it's like out in the countryside a little bit it's an uh it's like a i don't know like an activity center we take over the place for a few days on the 15th 16th 17th you can come and join us it's a bed and breakfast type thing 99 quid 
go and check that out altland.co.uk pick up your tickets there for that sleeping is included we have like rooms and beds in there that's all yeah you don't hear bring sleeping sleeping's optional to be fair yeah yeah you <laughs> yeah. can just stay up constantly you can stay up if you want but yeah um what else you might need to know i don't know we got what else we got other than altland we got um probably another poker tournament coming up soon mm-hmm. specky won the last one and then what's our calendar say we're trying to have a like a blocked out something going on quite regularly um Possibly some more Left 4 Dead coming up in the future. Oh, yeah. Left 4 Dead was popular. That was good. Mm-hmm. Probably do a bit more of that. And then uh, as we break into the summer, we've got to try and maybe arrange a um, a meeting up in Leeds mm-hmm. in uh, June. Try to do like a weekend away. That should be good. Nice little city break. Like a little city break. And then we've got Altland again in August. So before you know it, the year will be gone. <laughs> there only flies. Christmas, isn't it, soon? <laughs> yeah, Christmas, soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But all right. Well, yeah, thanks, Hat, for sorting this out. And nice to have uh, Viv and Deck and Narwhal on the podcast. Thanks, Pleasure. guys. Yeah, Giving up a Wednesday on. night. Appreciate it. Right. This could have been like at least, I don't know, 100,000 runes that you could have earned in <laughs> the same time. Yeah, to be perfectly <laughs> honest, yeah, I've been farming the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and I've just made like 8 million runes. So, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, I'm endgame now, isn't it? So I've got the sword that allows me to just farm shitloads. <laughs> I'm endgame. People have been using that gravity thing that Viv's got with the the dual. Uh, I think they're Radan's gravity swords. The Star Scream, or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a good farming thing. It's aren't pretty they? nice. They've got a bigger AOE ring. Yeah, yeah Sa- sacred relic sword. It is like the ultimate farming sword, I think. Oh, there you go. You hear it here first, guys. Oh, I don't think it's first. <laughs> but that, that, no, drops, that drops from the last boss, so you can't do it until you kill that last boss. Uh, okay, well, that'll be a while away, I think. Dark or a cry. Oh, sorry, that's what it's called. <laughs> that's the last boss. <laughs> no, that's the move. Oh, I see. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, right, that's it. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye-bye. Ciao. Ciao, Bella. Nice, sorry. I didn't mean to just tell you. I just wonder what you meant then. You just came out with random words. Okay, Viv. Starcaller Cry. Starcaller Cry. I should change my name to Starcaller Cry.